Hello everybody, Paul Jankarella here from Speaking to Empower, here to bring you another podcast episode from Marketing Motivations, and truly our objective is to provide motivations to your marketing. How's that sound? Does that sound pretty good? I'm in a bit of a foul mood, which is extremely rare for me. But the first fertilizer application um, by True Green was done today. And all in all, I was, I was pleased. Uh, Kevin, the um, technician, uh, seemed very friendly. But when I returned home after he completed his job, I noticed he forgot to blow down the driveway and the walkway because I have all these, you know, pellets, fertilizer pellets. To make matters worse, when I take the dog out, that's the first thing that he goes after and wants to investigate and taste them, which isn't a good idea to digest fertilizer. So I called True Green, you know, a national company. She said, I'm sorry, I have no way of reaching out to the driver uh, and we're not going to be able to get out there today. I said, that, that just doesn't make sense. He left 10 minutes ago. You guys can't text him or call him? And she said, I have no capability of doing that, which is just irritating to hear. You know, it's not like they're running on a shoestring operation with two people. You know, they have hundreds working for them. But nonetheless, uh, she credited my application and discounted the next, which I said, I've paid in full. How are you going to do that? She said she's going to credit me. So we'll see what I receive in and credit. But to make matters worse, I went to throw out the trash because my mother-in-law gave me something that she was picking through up in the kids' room. She's got to clean their rooms. God forbid she just stays in her room. Uh, so I went up to the, gar uh, the garbage and through the garage. The dog followed. I told him to stay. He stayed. I threw the garbage out. He whipped around, threw me behind me, and out in the grass he's in. Now, the grass that he's in uh, was, was blocked, barricaded, basically, by my wife to no, put no fertilizer there. So she feels confident when the dog pees, uh, he'll have no fertilizer pellets on his paws. So... The dog wouldn't come to me, and I threw a ball thinking he would come bring the ball back to me. No, he just took the ball and started playing with it in the lawn. I said, no, we don't want that because there's, you know, fertilizer in the lawn freshly put. So now I'm chasing him, and then the neighbor's dog comes outside. So Theo goes and chases him and plays with him for a little bit, sees that I grabbed the ball, and uh, 
comes after me, which I was able to grab him. And I threw him in the house, um, literally. And I feel bad about that. And I was angry, so I took it, I took it out on Theo. And that's the wrong way to do things. You know, we tell ourselves that we need to act differently. But when we're telling ourselves that, we are in a calm state of mind. And sometimes when you're irritated and you let it escalate, it's, it's too late. All the toothpaste is out of the tube, so to speak. And then I received a phone call and the guy on the other line's like, I'm just checking to see if someone had called me. I noticed a missed call on my caller ID. I said, is that right? He said, yeah. I said, well, what does the message say? He's like, there is no message. So I said, so you're just waiting around, checking calls that come in? And, and phoning people back? He's like, well, no, I was just wondering if there was a, a particular call made from this number. And he's like, and I don't appreciate the nastiness. And I said, I'm sorry for being nasty and for coming across that way. That was wrong of me. But I don't know how genuine that came across. And, you know, he hung up in our pleasantries or whatever. But it just bugs me that people do that. They, you know, see a missed call and they call it back, you know. If someone wanted you, they'd leave a message. But that's, that's my rant for today. Okay, let's get started here. Prepare for the day the night before. Uh, what I had and have a habit of doing is I pack my gym bag the night before with the clothes that I'm going to wear and all the fixings and everything along those lines. Uh, when I was wearing suits, I did the same thing, you know, dress shirt, suit, tie. And um, that certainly eliminates any thought process of, of what to wear and any wasting time. Uh, in the early morning hours uh, and waking anybody up. Also, you know, go through your agenda for the next day, what you need to do and any prep work that might be done prior to can be done, you know, in some off time in the evening. So, you know, I mean, simple, simple little things uh, like that will, will certainly go a long way. Also, going solo is better than a bad relationship. And people in a bad relationship will tell you that. However, people that are alone and starving for companionship may sacrifice a bad relationship for no relationship at all. 
you know, and that's, and that's too bad because when you settle for a relationship in general, you're not leaving yourself fully open for a potential good relationship. Darren Hardy today, uh, his title, The Risk You Need to Stop Taking, and he says, you know, stop, um, stop perpetuating this mindset at the office. I kind of muffled the, the term, the word office, but stop perpetuating this mindset at the office. You know, it's not a matter of, it, of if, but how bad family interactions will be in business. Um, you know, family-run businesses um, have their benefits, but they also have their downside. And because it's a family business, does not eliminate you from anything um, negative whatsoever. You know, you're... you're face the same issues, if sometimes, if not worse. Um, you know, family is family, we know that, and love is unconditional, but it's not that, it's not that why we're in the business, you know, uh, and there needs to be a barrier, and it's tough to put up a barrier between Siblings in the business, husband-wife in the business, father-daughter, grandparents, grandkids in the, in the business. It, it gets, it can be complicated, you know. And there's also the perceived nepotism with the employees in that business, you know. So you need to surround yourself by specialists, you know. And those are people that, are tactful in what they do as a specialist and also people that are tactful in relationships, which will certainly help uh, foster and nurture uh, situations. The insight of the day for yesterday, because I wasn't on yesterday, because I got called to do a, a volunteer job, so I figured it'd be a, a good thing to do. So you're not going to get um, you're not going to get four in life based on what you already know. You're going to advance in life by what you're going to learn. And it's the absolute truth, you know. It's not from what we know. It's from what we are going to know, what we're going to learn. So I thought that was pretty neat. And remember your roots. It's important to remain humble and evolving. That's always good to, to break down every now and then. 
And Earl Nightingale, he said, you are and you become what you think about. And it's ever so true. You know, uh, my mood, which is my thoughts, will signify how good of a podcast that I'm going to do. You know, and you can't blame, you know, the dog getting out and the fertilizer company not being uh, receptive. You, you got to blow past that. And those are little things. You know, imagine if there was major things. So keep that in mind. Um, if you enjoy the fragrance of a rose you must accept the thorns in which it bears. And you got to understand that, you know. You want to be a millionaire, you got to understand there's going to be tax consequences, um, there's going to be friend requests up the wazoo, you know. People are going to um, clamor to you for donations, um, you know, and it's going to make things difficult on you. It really, it really is. Uh, and that's just one example. So understand that with the, with the good, there is the negative, but the good always outweighs the negative. And if it doesn't, then it's no good, you know, um, and I think an example of that would be, you know, creating a meth lab in your basement and selling drugs, making lots of money. But, you know, look at the lives you're destroying. Well, they'd get it from somebody else. Yeah, but they're not. They're getting it from you. So, you know, it's something to at least think about for all my drug-dealing listeners <laughs> out there. Um, and don't allow the downside to discredit the upside. You know, sometimes people make it to be an even Steven with upsides and downsides when there are hundreds times more upsides than downsides on a particular um, situation. So, just keep things in perspective in that respect. How about this? There was a story of a worker that was trapped in a, a freezer car um, on a train. And he did all his best to try to get out. He couldn't free himself. So he began to bang uncontrollably on the walls, the door, to no avail. No one heard him. And, you know, he was getting desperate, you know, and he continued to bang on the walls, and finally he succumbed to his fate, and he started getting very, very cold, and he was writing down on the walls how cold he was and how freezing he has become. And he feels as though it's going to be his last 
breath. And he died. The next morning they opened up the freezer car and found him there, dead. However, they were having issues with the thermostat in the freezer car. And instead of the temperature being, you know, right at freezing, which would be Fahrenheit, which would be 32 degrees, the temperature was or never dropped below 49. So it's almost like we can will ourselves to die or to live. We hear the heroic stories of people, you know, undergoing crazy circumstances to overcome what, whatever issue it might be. But this one was neat because, you know, the temperature was 49 degrees. Not that that's really warm. You know, for me, it's got to be above 60. <laughs> but 49 degrees certainly isn't going to kill you if you, you know, were passed out, so to speak, outside overnight. You might have some potential hypothermia issues, maybe. But, you know, I think you're going to be pretty good to go there. So I thought that was a pretty neat story. And uh, Darren Hardy today said, are you sending the wrong message? Queen Elizabeth II, Simon Cowell, Grumpy Cat, and Hillary Clinton all have this in common. And what is that? Well, it's a, a resting face that's not too uh, pleasant. And that, quite frankly, comes across uh, as aggravated, mean, uptight. And um, Darren Hardy calls it RBF, resting biatch face. Maybe it can be resting bad face. But nonetheless... Our faces send nonverbal messages, as do our bodies. You know, and these messages may be unrelated to the way we are actually feeling. So it might be unbeknownst to us. So we might have to pay attention to the way that we're looking at each other, um, looking in general. We need to certainly be aware of that because that may have you know some leverage on on doing business with someone and i just wanted to throw this out there there have been no presidents presently or ever that were only children Every president has had a sibling or at least a half-sibling. Um, 
in one shape or form. That's pretty neat. So there was no only children as presidents. The insight of the day today is don't be afraid to live your life. It's the only way you'll succeed. In other words, by escaping that fear. So, that's, that's one to grow on, so to speak. And you were made to soar, to crash to the earth, then to rise and soar again. Don't let that crash stop you. It may temporarily stop you, but don't let it personally stop you. And I had to create my website, and one of the things I had to do is I had to have a, uh, a premiere video presentation that basically outlines what I do, you know, in under three minutes, you know, and that can be um, pretty difficult. And uh, the first one, my coach came back and said, listen, you need to refine this a bit and get an editor to handle this. So I did. He came and he's like, but your suit looks great. I said, okay, that's a positive. The second time, I submitted the video that was edited as from, a video, uh, from a videographer. And the coach came back and said, well, you don't really have anything behind what you're saying. You're just saying the titles of your programs, but you're not giving any insights to them at all, which were valid points. So when I did this next one, and he said my suit looked great on that one. On this one, I was waiting for him to respond, and I'm putting all the negative feedback, and I said, look at all these you know, bad things, and I'm critiquing my video, and just really not confident at all. And he came back, and he hated it. So it just really, you know, turned my stomach upside down, because he said, your video is effing, the real word, the real bad word, he typed, is effing awful. And... You know, that's a, that's a tough thing to say. Until I went back and read his email that said, your effing video is awesome. And, you know, put some comments and some compliments on that and everything. And I was like, wow. Isn't that something? So I felt really good about that. But you know what? You know, the video never changed in either of the critiques from which I thought. You know, and if he gave me a good review or a bad review, the video it just doesn't change. And that may be just one person's opinion, but naturally we want to satisfy the coach that we're, you know, uh, that we subscribe to. You know, and it's just like the constant temperature in the room, <clears throat> excuse me, 
you may feel cold or warm depending on you and your body temperature. I'm always cold for the most part, so I always want to come in and throw the space heater on. But if I come in from shoveling the snow or doing some labor-intensive type task, um, I'll feel much different about the temperature in the room. You know, and I just thought that was a neat observation. And if you don't know where you're going, you'll end up someplace else. And that's Yogi Berra. He's got some great, great zingers. He really does. Um, you know, a restaurant, someone asked him about that's always crowded and you can't get in. And he said, yeah, nobody goes to that restaurant anymore uh, because it's too crowded. You know, it's obviously it, it it made sense for why you know him and his teammates don't go to the restaurant, but people go there because it is crowded, not because it's not crowded. So it's kind of kind of funny to hear that. And Earl Nightingale problems are challenges to creative minds. Without problems, there would be little reason to think at all. Imagine that. So, with that said, I will check in with you guys tomorrow. Uh, I apologize for missing yesterday, but, you know, what are you going to do? So, I'll check in tomorrow, and we will go from there. In the meantime, be well, stay well, and Lord willing, I'll be in touch. Bye-bye.